Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. We're reading from Genesis 7 this morning, and let's start with a word of prayer. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, for this is the day that you have made, and we will be joyous and be glad in it. Father, I thank you for your word. Speak to our hearts. Let it be you and not us, Father. And I just thank you for everyone, my Lord God, that is that is watching and listening today, Father. I thank you for your blessings, and I thank you for what you're doing. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Stretch if you need to. Wake up a little bit, and Pastor Jason is reading this morning. All right, good morning. We're in Genesis 7, and I am reading from the New King James. Then the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You shall take with you seven of each of every clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female, also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the, on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters were on the earth. So Noah, with his sons, his wife, and his son's wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two, they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month and the 17th day of the month, on that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah, two by two, of all flesh and which is the breath of life. So those that entered, male and female, of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was on the earth forty days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed fifteen cubits upward, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land died. So he destroyed all living things that were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive, and the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. 
Wow, what a word. What a word do we have this morning? You know, and I, I read this word and I started saying, you know what? I ain't going to do verse by verse this morning. I'm just going to break it down. I'm sticking to one main. My main verse this morning is just going to be verse one. It says, the Lord said to Noah, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You know, because of Noah's righteous walk with the Lord, you know, with God, him and his household will be safe. While Noah entered the ark, the rest of the world was doing what they wanted to do. So in other words, you know, so the Lord's calling Noah righteous. And then the rest of the world was doing what they wanted to do. In Matthew 24, 38, it says, as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. So Noah was a righteous man. The rest of the world was doing what they wanted to do. They were sinning. They were just, they were just corrupt. In Luke 17, 26 and 27, it says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the son of man. They ate, they drank, they married wives and were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. So the day of Noah entered the ark, that was judgment was going to come judgment because of the sin of the world the sin of men sin separates men from god you know and and they were doing what they wanted to do north on the other hand he was righteous before god he was holding on to the to the word of god he was obeying the lord you know in genesis 6 9 it says this is the genealogy of north north was a just man perfect in his generation, nor walk with God. That means a relationship with God. He had a relationship with God. He didn't have religion. You know, he wasn't doing tasks just to do them. He had a relationship with, with, with God. So he walked with God. We all need to walk with God. We all need to have that relationship with the Lord. And then, and because he had this relationship with the Lord, he was trusting him with his promises. In Romans 1.17, it says, for it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is, it is written, the just shall live by faith. So Noah lived by faith. Noah was trusting God while everybody else was doing what they wanted to do. We need to have that relationship with the Lord. We need to have that communion with him. You know, and I was reading this and I was seeing what they were going through. And it, and it took me back. Sometimes, you know, the Lord gives you this thought of something that happened in the past. And I remember when I was back in, in, in Korea, and I spent a lot of time by myself because there were not some too many believers out there. So as I spent time by myself with the Lord, you know, I did a lot of running and I used to get up first thing in the morning, you know, around four o'clock in the morning, I was out there and I started to run. And then I had to go through these dark roads that I was running through, you know, and I was praying and I was meditating and I was having this relationship with the Lord and this talk with the Lord about him and myself. You know, and I wanted him to speak to me, you know, and you know what he chose? He chose to use the shadows of my person when the light hit me to say, there, I am with you. You know, he gave me a glimpse 
that he was there with me. And I learned that I'm not walking by myself, but he walks with me and he is with me. And that talks, talks to me about a relationship that he wants to have with us. And that relationship only comes when we know him. And Noah knew the Lord because he says that he walked with the Lord. It says in Hebrews 11:7, by faith nor being divinely warned by the things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared the ark for the saving of his household, and by which the world was condemned and became heirs to the righteousness to him according to faith. So nor heard the word of the Lord, nor did what God have called him to do. He was faithful in the call. He was faithful in his walk with the Lord, you know, and it says in Genesis 6.22, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him to, to do. So he fulfilled what God have called him to do. He fulfilled that in Genesis 7.5, it says, Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded. You know, this, this is the most powerful thing about this chapter was that there was one righteous man among all the men of the earth. There was one righteous man and his name was North, you know, and, and one man stood that, that was not moved by the circumstances. He was not moved by what was happening around him, but he stood for God. He stood for God. One man stood for what was right and what was just. Pastor Jason, uh, yesterday, he shared that, that Noah must have been criticized. They must have been talking about him. Now, you imagine, you know, you start to build this ark that God gave you these instructions to do, and you start putting it together, and you are there cutting trees. Imagine him and his sons cutting trees, getting the, the timber ready, preparing, and people coming around and looking, and they must have been laughing at him. They must have been talking about him, but yet Noah had a mission. He had a calling on his life, and he went to work every day. Have you ever worked in a place that you know people are talking about you? Come on now. Have you ever worked in a place that you know that you were not welcome? I raised my hand. Have you ever worked in a place that you know that you was not admired, that you didn't, didn't care that you were there, that they'll probably prefer for you to leave? You know, but Noah was in an environment. He was in an environment that was hostile, but yet he was faithful to God. He continued to work. You know, in Genesis 6, 8 says, for Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know, and six nine, he was a just man, a perfect man. Noah just tried to do the right thing, and that is the calling that we all have to try to do the right thing. So I'm going to challenge you today: do the right thing, do the right thing, because for Noah, he was doing this not only for himself, for for his household. It was a life and death situation. And he chose life. He chose to obey the Lord despite what was happening, despite what was going on. He chose to follow the Lord. He chose to do the right thing. 
you know, and, and, that, and, that, and that, just, that just inspires me to try to do better, to try to do better in the call that we have, you know, by the, the action of one man, this Noah, you know, life continue on the earth. You know, have you ever wondered what are you doing for the kingdom of God? That was a question I had. Have you ever, have, have, you, know, you know what you're doing for the kingdom of God? What is your calling? Are you fulfilling your call? You know, because Noah had a calling upon himself. You know, God called him and God gave him a task to do. And my question is, are we doing what God has called us to do? That's just a challenge. That's just a challenge. Because you know why? Because you were created with purpose. You were created with purpose in your life. You were created to do something. You are not a mistake. You know, the Lord wants to use you. The Lord wants to use me, just like he used Noah. One man, one man that he called, one man that he found righteous. And the Lord is telling us, you know, telling us, you are that one man. You are that one woman that I'm calling. And he's calling us today, you know, and he's telling us to stand. You know, Noah stood for what was right, you know. He was talked about. He was laughed at. They must have called him crazy. And you probably would have called him crazy too if you would have seen somebody building a boat, an ark, you know, in the middle of nowhere where there was no water, there was no lake nearby, but yet you're constructing a boat. You know, they must have been talking about him. They must have been laughing about him. They must have been criticizing him. But guess what? He continued to press forward on the goal that he had to build that ark. He did not give up because he was not doing it just for himself. He was doing it for the family. So I challenge you guys out there. What are you doing for the kingdom? What are you doing for your family? Are you standing by the word of God? Are you speaking life into yourself and into your family? You know, so, you know, he continued. He pressed on, you know, he said, and when the time came, they went into the ark and the Lord shot them in. The Lord shot them in. So whatever God has called you to do, he's going to meet you right there. He's going to help you along. He's not going to leave you all by yourself that you have to handle this all on your own. But he was there because as Noah obeyed the Lord and he went into the ark, he says that the Lord shot him in. The Lord sealed that. The Lord was there. And the same way he was doing that for Noah, he does that today for us. The Lord has your back. You know, you are not alone and he is there with you. You know, death was all around him, you know, but death could not kill them. You imagine being in, a, being in that ark, being shot in, in the ark, and all around the world, the water rises up. All the all mankind was doomed and drowned. All the cattle, everything died, except those that were in the ark, those that were in that protection of the ark. You know, and God sustained them there. How did He sustain them? It was not by a magical thing. It was by the obedience of one man Noah, because he listened to the word of God. And he did as the Lord has instructed him to do. And that is what we are called. Again, are we doing what the Lord has called us to do? It's only a challenge. 
you know, look at yourself. Are you fulfilling God's at the at the at the why God has called you to do? You know, so we always have to think about it. And guess what? In due season, in due time, the ark came to rest. In due time, the ark came to rest. So that storm, it will last for a season. It will last for a time. And Noah probably found himself, you know, I, th I thought about that. And I said, that was like a coffin, you know, because they were completely sealed up. You know, there was no light in that coffin. Why? Because it was all sealed up, you know, and, and, and while they were there, you know, 40 days and 40 nights in rain, you know, and all together, all together, they were in the ark in the average about five months. They were in the ark, you know, and all that time they were sustained. Why? Because Noah obeyed the Lord. And as he obeyed the Lord and did as he has commanded him, him and his household was saved. So by one man, by one man, mankind was safe. And that takes me right back into looking at Jesus. By one man, you know, because Jesus walked this earth. Jesus was talked about. Jesus was criticized. Jesus was judged. Jesus was condemned to death. Jesus went through all that. Yet he kept going. They killed him, but yet they could not hold him. Death could not hold him down. And guess what? And he walked out of that, that, that tomb. You know, he walked out of that, that, that tomb that they laid him in. Just as Noah walked out of the ark when the season came. When the season came, you know, salvation came to us through Jesus Christ. It was a gift of eternal life with him, you know. So Jesus gave us eternal life. Noah saved mankind by obedience. By obedience, Jesus died. By obedience, Noah did what he had to do. And he went through it. And, uh, and today, we can sit here. You know, this month, this, I was going to say Monday morning. It's actually Wednesday morning because I get confused. I get confused. But, you know, but Jesus is telling us, I am with you. As I provided for Noah, as I protected him, as death was all around him, I sustained him and I kept him. You know, and he says, scripture says, as in the days of Noah, so is the days of the son of man. If you look around yourself today in this world, you see all the havoc, all the stuff that is going on. And that, and that, that gives us concern. But you know, we're not supposed to feel that because greater is he that is with us than he that is in the world. And he says that I am with you just like he was with Noah. Yes, they talked about him. Yes, they criticized him. Yes, they laughed at him. But look who was saved. Sometimes God calls us to do some radical thing or, you know, or, and, and, and do it for heaven and for his glory. And sometimes we question it. Imagine Noah, you know, he spent over a hundred years building this ark. You imagine that? A hundred years building an ark and people criticizing him every day. People must have been laughing at him every day. But he kept going. He kept moving. And the Lord is telling us today, keep going keep moving. Don't give up. 
The salvation of your household depends upon your actions. The salvation of your marriage depends upon your actions. What are we saying and what are we decreeing and what are we, are we revealing upon ourselves that when, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue and we need to make sure that we are speaking the right things, saying the right thing and, and keep ourselves safe and keep ourselves in the word. The reason why Noah lived is because he knew the Lord. He walked with God and God walks with you this morning. And God is with you right there in the room that you're in. And God is saying, I got you. I got you in the palm of my hand. You are mine, says the Lord. You are mine. So this morning, as we come to a close with this chapter that I just used that one verse, verse one, that it talks about that the Lord, you know, found Noah to be righteous before him. And he said, you and your household. You know, his household was saved because of him. So I challenge the men that are listening to me this morning, take charge of your home. Read the word of God. Position yourself. Pray for your family. You leaders that are at home, pray for your family. If you're a single parent, you are that leader. You are the head of your home. So pray for your family. Keep focus on the Lord. Keep that word in your heart. Keep that word in your heart. It says, um, it says in Psalms 119.11, your word I have hidden in my heart. Your word, the word of the Lord, you know, the psalmist, uh, David, he hid in his heart that he might not sin against God, that he might not sin. So how do we keep ourselves righteous before God? Keep the word in your heart. Keep that word in your heart. Read the word of God, you know, because the word of God is life. The word of God is healing. The word of God is restoration. The word of God is joy. The word of God is peace. The word of God is healing. The word of God is peace upon your home. So as you take the word of God and you say it and you decree it upon yourself and your household, speak the word of God. And when you have that word of God in you, when the storms come, Noah was in a storm all around him and under him and on top of him. Because it was raining, the waters were coming up, there was death all around, but the Lord sustained them. The Lord kept them. And the Lord is saying, it doesn't matter what you're going through this morning, how hard it may be, I am with you, says the Lord. And I hold you in the palm of my hand. I am the potter, you are the clay. So he holds us in the palm of his hand and he says, I got you this morning. So my brothers and my sisters, as we can learn from the, from the book of Genesis about the, the life of Noah and how he kept himself despite, and he kept himself for years, a hundred years of building an ark, you know, a hundred years of criticism, yet he survived. How about us? We can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. So he, the Lord is with us just like he was with Noah. The Lord is with us. He says that he will never leave us, nor forsake us, nor abandon us. So Noah is an example of what God can do. And just like Noah was protected, you are protected. You have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with you. You have an angel assigned over you according to scripture. And that he will take you by the right hand. He will keep you from falling. Come on now. So you have the protection of the Lord. So today, let us rejoice knowing that God is in control. Let us rejoice knowing that God has this. 
He has you. You're not by yourself. You don't have to walk this walk by yourself, but you are more than an overcomer in the Lord. So this morning, I pray that God will just fill your heart with his presence and with his joy and with his peace because he has come to give us life and life in abundance. And the peace that he gives is not the peace that the world gives. The world is in shambles this morning, but we can have peace and joy of the Lord right now, today. Today we can have that peace. Today we can have that joy. So let us declare that. Let us speak life over our homes and our families. And the word of the Lord, you know, would not leave you. It would not come back void. The word will always produce what is sent out to do. So speak life. I'm sure when Noah was in that, in that ark, and I'm sure through all that period of time that he was in there in close, he was worshiping the Lord. He was saying, God, you brought me in here. You gave me the instructions. Look what you have done. Because look, he got two of each, of each animal in the ark. That can only be by divine intervention. God must have talked to those animals and those animals marched in there. So he must have been blown away when he saw all those animals, two by twos, coming into the ark, marching like soldiers, filling in the ark and the space inside. And that is how the Lord worked. He can take something and turn it around. He can take something and make it new again. And that's what he did. Noah saw the hand of God working on his behalf. Today, we have the Lord in us. And we can see him working. I see him working in you because you're not the same person that you were yesterday. God has changed you. And God has definitely changed me. I'm not this pretty face that you see right here this morning. You know, I got some wrinkles, man. I have some, some history back there. I used to be, and I used to talk, and I used to dress the part of, of a heathen out there, believe it or not, my brothers and sisters. I had long hair down to my shoulders, though that I was all that. But then the Lord, the Lord touched, and the Lord healed, and the Lord restored. And today I, I sit before you, one that has been delivered from all that. And one that is filled with the Lord. And one that has peace. Why? Because he gave us that peace in Jesus Christ. He gave us that joy. So again, my brothers and my sisters, I pray that you got something out of this this morning. I pray that God will continue to move upon you. That his favor will be overflowing in your life. I speak life and not death over you. I speak deliverance. I speak healing. Whatever you are going through this morning, know that our Lord is right there with you. Holy Spirit is right there, and he's filling you up as I speak. Holy Spirit right now, he's touching those areas that you need a touch. If it's in your body, I put your hand, whatever that area is, and just speak life over yourself. Speak life over yourself because the word of God says that he has come to give us life and life in abundance. And that is life today, not life in heaven, because that's already going to be a more, than, more than we can conceive. But life right now on earth, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So I speak life over you. I speak healing over you. I speak peace over you this morning. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. Father, that you would just meet them where they're at. 
I thank you for your presence, Father God. Your presence is overwhelming, my Lord. And I thank you, my Lord God, just like you shot, Father God, Noah in the ark, Father, that you will shut us in, Father God, with your presence, my Lord God, that nothing that's not yours can come in. My Lord God, that you have placed a hedge of protection around all my brothers and my sisters and their homes and their families and their marriages. Father God, I thank you because you are a healer and you are a restorer and the devil is a liar, Father, because your word says, Father God, that we can do all things through you, Father, and we are more than conquerors in you, Lord. I speak life and not death. I speak restoration and healing in all of their homes and their families and their kids. I thank you for your word. And I thank you for this day that you have given us. And I ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.